It's oh my god! Exactly gosh. what I thought it was going to be. This is amazing. It tastes like a a baked pastry based fruit dessert. It tastes like that chocolate I was just talking about. <laughs> For me, <laughs> it's I the linza tot. It's the linza tot. <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. Mm. Episode 41. 41. Welcome back. We're over the hill, finally. Over the hill, officially. No longer. Yep, we're in our early 40s. (laughs) Yep, we're doing well. We're doing well. Easy, easy. I'm coming up on 4-0. Yep, you will be. We've now surpassed, though. We've, 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 uh, we're venturing into the venturing into the unknown into the 40s <laughs> um yeah. yeah 41 it doesn't feel like it was that long ago really i mean the last month went by so fast i think it's p- part of it's we recorded a little bit later kind of like midway but slightly a little later in um, the month of january yeah and then here we're maybe a little bit early but not really i mean yeah yeah well we got shit going on next week it just felt like it was faster yeah. like between but it's good that's that's a good thing because yeah. this is um always a highlight of the month so yeah. we uh, are here. Yeah, pub here we are. Welcome back at the pub. We got a new, um, new framed backdrop here. We got uh, a few Time oh. magazines behind uh, Matt here with a couple of mission patches as well. Where'd you find that? Uh, so the actual, so the two, uh, two actual Apollo Time magazines are from Mom. They're actually from Grandpa. Yeah, and then. Same with the one uh, that's the shuttle one, but she didn't. She hadn't found that one yet, and oh, she happened okay. to just find that last week, so she gave that one to me. So I framed all the Time magazines and put my two. Uh, I got an Apollo thirteen and Apollo eight patch. Put those in there. That's badass. Getting pretty artsy yeah. over here at Pub Thirty Nine A. It's a nice collage. Check yeah. out the Instagram for a closer view. Yeah. Yeah. Shout mm-hmm. out to hashtag Pub Thirty Nine A at Pub Thirty Nine A. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so that that's a nice collage, and then you have an, a couple others over here too, right? Yeah, so uh, the, the the other two are just off like camera. A couple, of, yeah, they're off camera, but they're it's a couple of uh, Newsweek uh, magazines that I actually found at the um, at that uh, estate store. Oh yeah, in town here. So I found those two magazines. One of them's an Apollo Eleven one about Neil Armstrong. The other one's about Apollo Eight. The one next to Best Buy. Yeah. Uh yeah yeah yep so nice. it's ironic that it's next to Best Buy because the real Best Buys are in there yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. lots of lots to pick from in there there's a lot of good yeah. NASCAR stuff in there yeah which which we I picked out this past week I actually it, NASCAR starts now doesn't it? this Sunday yep tomorrow this Sunday. Is it, actually it's not Daytona is it yep. yep oh it is Daytona 500 Super Bowl of NASCAR Shit. yep so Alex Bowman to took the pole. Okay, which is kind of cool because I was just telling David he um, so he's a newer driver that took over for Dale Jr. when Dale Jr. retired. Right. So he had the '88, and then now that Jimmy Johnson's retired, the Hendrick Motorsports actually switched him to the '48. So he's taking on Jimmy Johnson's shoes. Them some big shoes to fill. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that he set the pole uh, for qualifying. Yeah. Get the '48 up there. Who they got driving for them? Him. Who's driving Jeff's old car? William Byron, another youngster. Okay. Which they have a cool uh, 
paint scheme for mm-hmm. the uh, Daytona. I don't know if they're going to hold on to that one all year, but it's it goes kind of back to the Rainbow Warrior type theme. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. We should uh, cool. maybe get together on Sunday then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've done that the last couple of Sundays. Super yeah. Bowl Sunday, and then we had Cyclocross, Cyclocross. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Championships. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun to do um, when when there's a, a cool sporting event on. Yeah. Get together and watch it. But, but yeah, Alex Bowman took the poll. Oh, Hendrick, you said, uh, yeah. So William Byron, Alex Bowman. Um, who else are they racing? The eight, or sorry, the forty-eight, the twenty-four. I'm trying 88? to think who the other the eighty-eight. I didn't see on the grid. I don't know. Who or took. eight? What, didn't Dale Junior start off as eight when he was young? Yeah, yeah. he was younger. He had the eight, and is, then um, is Ty Dillon the other one? Or no, I don't that, think he's well, not. He's not Hendrick, is he? I don't think he's Hendrick. Oh, I thought I'm he was. Think of who else is Hendrick? Why am I failing? Race chaser dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, five, uh, Kyle Larson. Oh, okay. Kyle Larson got signed. He's driving the five. Terry Labonte's number. Oh, really? Yeah. Kellogg Cornflake Man, number five. They, that's the thing with uh, NASCAR is that you don't see the same thing you see uh, with like regular pro sports where they retire a number if a, if a legend retires. NASCAR, they the team owns that number in oh. that car. So like a lot of the teams, that's why there's a 24, there's a three, there's yeah. you know all the... And it's always that same like legacy font. Yeah, always. Right. Yeah, which is forty-three. Yeah. The three. Yep. Yeah. The three re- retired for a while just because of Dale's uh, tragic death, but then was brought back uh, when Richard Childress's grandson, uh, Austin Dillon, picked it up. Yeah, and we got a fantasy team going on for this this year too. So, yep. or a fantasy league. So we got uh, everybody that wants to go to NASCAR. Usually, though, that's the group that that'll do it. But we mm-hmm. you pick from uh, a you know. Each week you pick a new roster and you you get like a hand you get like ten guys you can use through the season you can use use them each one or ten times and then uh, you can kind of save guys and use other guys and that kind of thing but kind of wait to see how the championship shakes out yeah and then, yeah and, and then, then make your selections yep yeah but it's uh, there's some strategy pretty yeah. or actually quite a lot of strategy it's pretty fun yeah yeah if you want if you want to do it yeah still want still time I'd be in yeah I don't it's, know any uh, of the guys in nascar now. so it's um i've been following f1 much more closely gotcha so it, we're doing 20 dollar entry um 40 of the total pot goes out to the regular season champion and then the 60 percent of the pot goes to the playoffs champion okay in order to make the playoffs you have to be in the top two-thirds of the league so we'll how many you, guys you get in the league currently nine so if you so we'd have <laughs> you to be in the top two-thirds there's just the two of you <laughs> <laughs> no so it'd be so if you were 10 then the top seven would make the playoffs okay Nice. Um, and then, uh, so that incentivizes people to continue to do it all, all throughout the year. Yeah. So yeah, last year we had eight and then, um, my coworker, Jason, shout out to him. He's joining. And then if nice. you join, that'd be 10. All right. Yeah. I'm in. So that'd yeah. be a $200 total pot, 40% to the regular season champ. And this is how it works here though. So you basically pick your fantasy team each week. So you got your starters and then you got your garage who's like a sub you can sub them in mid-race usually about oh. mid-race yeah if your guy if like somebody in your starting roster crashes you can yeah. sub him in then okay. uh bonus okay. picks are race winner top chevrolet top ford top toyota uh and then uh, w- still winning win manufacturer no. and winning team okay so yeah it's pretty yeah. easy but the biggest thing is just gotta keep track of the usage like my brother-in-law last year he uh he like was using the top guys you know the top, in, you know, the guys that are always in the top 10, top 15, mm-hmm. he used them like every single time in the beginning. 
So he was crushing everyone. He ended up actually winning the league. He did yeah. the fly and die technique. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where his usage ran out. Yeah. But he had, but he such, had such an a, yeah, nice lead. He got it he got it going. Which it, it didn't it didn't hurt him at all that in the second half of the season, um, in actual circuit, the the what you would consider the top guns kind of were a little bit doing not so not so well. Okay. A lot of yeah. young guys were winning. And so uh, well, it worked out the fly and die. I think the big pause in the middle of the season or not really the middle of the season, like big pause, like a handful of races in, you know, that screwed everybody through every, threw everything off. At least that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I did so bad. But yeah. Right. You know, okay. <laughs> you know, my team's uh, pretty stacked this year. We're looking pretty good. So, all right, but it's I'm fun. In. It's good. And, um, yeah, it's always, always a good time. Should we crack an ecliptic? Yeah. yeah. Get us rolling. Yep. So, uh, ecliptic was gracious yet again. This, this podcast is brought to you by Ecliptic Brewing. It is. Totally. Damn. I mean, they have been so uh, kind to send us all these great new beers that they're coming out with. Um, and Colette sent another write-up about the four that they sent. Yeah, I'll give you the rundown. Stouts. We're, yeah, we're going with the uh, very, very seasonal. Uh, this is the only time of year I'll really drink a stout. So yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Happy 2021. <clears throat> Let me get this where I can see it. We hope you're ready for a stout fest. You'll be familiar with the Ort Imperial Stout, but this year we also created Linzer Tort Edition. We hope you like this Austrian pastry-inspired beer. Included here is our barrel-aged Ort Imperial Stout, which spent a year napping in bourbon barrels. Lastly, we're excited to tell you about this year's Meridian Vanilla Stout, which Mm. is an American-style stout. We're able to try... Try it on draft somewhere. We also, or we recommend you do, or if you're able to try it on draft somewhere, we recommend you do. Unfortunately, we can't, um, as this is our first nitro draft beer. Cheers, Colette Becker. All right, what are we gonna go with first? Let's go with the baseline one, okay. which is just the regular you know, imperial ort. Ort imperial. Ort is named after the mysterious region of the solar system that breeds comets. Massive amounts of roasted barley were combined with three types of caramel malt malts for a rich, full mouthfeel. Chinook, Cascade, and Sterling hops lend a balanced bitterness and subtle hop flavor to this brew that's as black as the vacuum of space. Mm. Boys ready? 9%. All right. Okay. IBU 30. Oh, not bad. Yeah, what, that's <laughs> just get, what this, a, yeah. get this party started. What yeah. a fantastic write-up! I mean, I love their marriage of beer and space is like no other. No, it, it, it excites is, me. It really does. Like, I, I'm like, I it's amazing. Pumped. Yeah, and and it just is so cool. You think about like the inspiration for this one, like they said, or is an Oort cloud is like a distant millions of light years away, but where comets are born, and on the can you've got this blue comet with comets in the background. Good pour. Oh my it, gosh! It's, it's not so real cool. transparent. It's <laughs> opaque. You can't can't see through it. No. It no. Said it was as dark as the vacuum of space, which I would. Well, I've never been to space, but. Oh, we got to overflow a little bit. No. Oh, that's like a it's commercial. Oh. Yeah, it's like a commercial. It's perfect. I didn't overfill that one. It's good. Isn't it funny how in commercials they always have it spilling over like that? Yeah. But in in actual real life, you like, don't want that's that. not a good thing. Yeah. You <laughs> like, don't. That's like you avoid that. What's up with that marketing wise? Actually, to stop you where you were just a second ago, you have not been to space, but you've sent a jar of jam into space. I have. So my so. GoPro has witnessed <laughs> space. <laughs> so um, 
Yes, this is as dark as what the GoPro captured. If you're on YouTube, <laughs> go Google, or uh, YouTube uh, Space Jam. Yeah, and you'll uh, you'll know what we mean. It's yep. pretty cool. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much, Ecliptic, John Harris, Colette, and the rest of the team. Very smooth. Ooh, it's a dark one. That's good. It's good though. Yeah, that's really good. It's it's uh very very malty and yeah very and, malty, but not. I'm getting a lot of coffee at the end, mm-hmm. but it's not overly sweet. Yeah, which I like because yeah. some stouts are just too sweet, and this is this would do me in for like the night. I'd be good as far as the flavor is concerned, but it's a very palatable flavor. I'd yeah. say this time of year, it's like a warm hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty chilly out you know it's going to be an absolute treat i won't i won't give it away fully but um similar to last episode last month's episode 40 where they graciously sent us three barley wines a regular special flavor and then the bourbon barrel aged one they did the same for the stouts so that's going to be really good bourbon barrel aged stout that's going to be yeah if we're talking about warm hugs that's going to be the (laughs) warmest hug we have well we're (laughs) I don't mean to give anything away here, but we're jumping up the ABV when we go to the Imperial Stout to 11. Mm. A double-digit warm hug. Yep. Keep them coming. But you no, put on some not. layers in the winter. Yeah. yeah. Yep, you do. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, our friendship that we've built with um, Ecliptic Brewing has just been, like, the most fun thing. It's Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, they take care of us so well yeah. every month. It's like we were talking before we came on and started recording you know just just the amounts of beer that they send us every month and in the variety of beer it's just so yeah it's great it's like the full spectrum yeah. and uh and it's not like the kind of thing where it's like oh wow they they sent us this and that was so nice of them so because they were so nice like we're not if, even if the beer didn't taste good we'd be like oh yeah it's it's good like yeah. no they're all good like, yeah they're yeah. all amazing yeah. oh they're all like <clears throat> top notch best Absolutely. you can get you yeah. know and, and uh, that speaks to John Harris's pedigree. I mean, he's yeah. he's an origin Oregon beer legend. Yeah, the dude is just he's a beer legend in general. And I just look. He's back, a friend. Yeah. Damn it. Well, I, I look back to the way it all started. You know, just that Skype interview. You know, with him and and how that kind of kicked everything off as far as the friendship goes. And that that was just a lot of fun. I mean, just the way everything kind of has unfolded with them. And um, you know, it. I think. Uh, I think it was the best decision we could ever make just to have him on there and just, just to get him, uh, just to get to know him as far as like his passion for space and all that. It was a really, really good time. But and, yeah. And, and we, I would only, I, you know, I, I could only hope for, for them that maybe just maybe like some Portland, Oregon listener, um, heard about ecliptic maybe from what, what, how much we talk about them and yeah. got a chance to go. Um, I know we do have some listeners in that Northwest Pacific Northwest. So, you know, that, that's, it's been a great friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt, but <clears throat> sorry, you have the uh, Black Rocks hat on. Yeah. We've been enjoying some of their brews lately. And oh, they, yeah. They've got a space theme going too. The, the Spaceman Pale Ale mm-hmm. is really good. Yep. And then the Nord Sky, which is like their session, one of their staple sessions. Yeah. Yep. Really yep. good. Yeah. Super good. And it has kind of a, um, what you do, like a up north dark sky yeah yeah Yeah, i mean it's got like the label is like northern lights-esque yeah i've noticed that too they picked up a a bit of a a pattern we should we should try and uh get in contact with them we we visited there a couple times when we were up for uh, mountain bike race in marquette michigan 
Yeah, they it's didn't. A, it's they a good didn't spot. have that uh, that pale ale. I think it was the, the is it the Spaceman or Starman, Starman or whatever it is. Yeah, Spaceman. They uh, they didn't have. Is that seasonal then that they make that? Because they it may have been a one run. Okay. Deal. Where did they have that? That I just bought that. Uh, Horrocks has it. Yeah, Horrocks has Starman, but when and I, when they we also we, have Nord Sky. Yeah, okay. Meyer does too. Yeah. God, where did I, it wasn't either of those, but yeah, I found I found Spaceman. <clears throat> that's that's a really good pail. Yeah, it is very uh, very good pail. They've got. We should good do an stuff. exchange. Just send some stuff that maybe they can't get it at uh, Ecliptic. We send out some space themed beers to them. That would be cool. That actually, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Do um do a swap, and it's not beer that we're making, but it's no. beer well, that we, we could enjoy. Do that. Yeah, or, yeah, or that could. they they don't have access to. You Can know, you imagine if we did make beer. if we did brew a, a really good one? Like if we if we were pretty confident, like this is pretty good, and we, we send it, do and that. then John Harris go John Gar- Harris gives us his his, his thumbs up. Oh my god, I would <laughs> I might cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you boys want to work back here? <laughs> yep. Yeah, oh, man. we should do that. that we should make fun. our own beer and then yeah. we'll we'll send it to we'll, we'll put it in a bottle. We'll put a nice label on it. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. But they, that was, that would be fun. We do a little exchange. But even back to your point, Nathan. Like even if we just like right away. I mean, brewing might take a little bit of planning and logistics. But um, as far as uh, sending them beers, we yeah. could we could gather up some Michigan oh, exclusives, some, some and, Broadleaf, some uh, Vivant, some Black Rocks, yep. and you know, uh, with the collaborations that they do, that that. Yeah, we they've could, collaborated yeah. with Bells yeah, last we, year. We could mend some send relationships some, there, and yeah, send them some bells too. Yeah, I'm sure they've already gotten some bells, but hey, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we can. Um, we're just thinking. This is 2021. We can have an episode completely about space beer if we want. Yeah. So yeah, let's. Keep we can talking. do whatever we want. Keep I mean, rolling. it's a good topic because when one thing that we have discussed in the past in fleeting moments um during the podcast is how much space beer is out there and how big of a marketing campaign for some breweries that is for someone like ecliptic that's their that's a, that that's their everything yeah um but for certain, certain other breweries like david and i have noticed uh early on like back when we first started the podcast that if a beer had the word like get like you know brewed with galaxy hops Right. It was almost always a space theme. I mean, naturally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the amount of space beers are, it's cool. Yeah. You I'm, went to, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You went to Broadleaf tonight. Mm-hmm. Did you try that new one that they've got, the sour? Yeah. Vast Revival. Shout out to Broadleaf. Here's oh, the, yeah? uh, got the, got the glass right here that I'm drinking out of. That's a great, drinking ecliptic beer out of a Broadleaf glass. Perfect. I got to yeah. get three of them. So um, but you got to, yeah, you got to move out. Yeah. So in the family, but, yeah. um, Broadleaf, yeah, and Vivant actually, their parent brewery, um, collabed for a beer called Vast Revival, which was another space themed beer that was a dry hopped sour. Sounded and so good. It was very, very good. Um, I had it with a flank and fries, which is like a, a flank steak with chimichurri and fries mm. underneath. Oh my, it was a great combo. Um, 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 they had they got rid of the flank and fries for a while. Yeah, it's they? back. It's back. Oh man, it's I back. Gotta go back. Yeah, back. <laughs> the restaurants are open. They are going all out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is, uh, it's back. And so um, that beer, though, is space-themed in their Vim series, which if you go back to, it would have been last February's episode, actually, one-year anniversary yeah. of our interview with Broadleaf with Ward, the creative director there, they um, they actually have a great video that they posted on their social media at Broadleaf Local Beer, and they um, go through kind of the background of the Vim story, and Ward's talking to the artist that did the can, 
and it it's very sci-fi it's not like this is more or sorry the ort can is like based on like a real thing yeah definitely more sci-fi but it is um it's cool yeah it's still yeah. space themed you know? oh yeah yeah the the art that they have on their cans they go all in it's uh it's pretty cool pretty yeah cool stuff that they got going on but and i want to say she's thought, a local artist too i thought ward did most of the art he does do yeah. the majority of it, okay. I think, for their mainstays. But this is like for these special edition oh, ones. Oh, okay. Uh, I forget her name. It's I'll have to look it up and shout her out because I'd be doing a disservice to her if I did not. Yeah. Did um, she do some of those the shirts too that they have in there? She did the space one. Yeah. With the skull. Yeah. Like, that's like her thing. I think her. Well, we already have a logo with uh, Madeline's astronaut. We do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Lots what are we gonna them. brew though? That's the question. Oh, well, an IPA, but that's like hit or miss. I mean, like, if we brew like in the next month and we're looking at summertime beer, you don't want to do a stout or anything. Could do a wheat ale. Yeah. Like an Oberon yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that might be the although, best bet is like a wheat ale. Although maybe we start with just like a normal wheat ale, like a plain one. Um, yeah. Because I think like when you add fruit to beer, that can sometimes be a bit tricky like maybe a more advanced like we've brewed a few times and so we're gonna add fruit because it adds yeah. so much sugar i feel like we need to add like uh some type of spice too, like a jalapeno because we we matt and i and uh, our wives have been doing beer tasting nights when we get together for dinner which is awesome because you can try like six seven different beers without getting completely you know annihilated because you just do like a two three ounce taste of them and some of those, uh, like the sours that they'll throw, they'll infuse with like jalapeno or whatever. That that's such a good, I I, I love that taste where it's like yeah, kind of spice a little bit spicy on the back end. Yeah, yeah, but it, like it it kind of makes it clean. Like a, a sour sometimes will just like stick to your mouth, and you're like, you know, you're just mm-hmm. you get like cotton mouth from it basically. But if you do like a spice at the end, like a jalapeno or some of the other ones we've done are like chilies or whatever. <clears throat> those are much more like it kind of cleans it up at the end. It does. You know? Yeah. You know? And it, yeah, it's a unique flavor that you're not going to get a lot. Even a couple of like, it, even a cider that has habanero in it is yeah. the same kind of thing where it's kind of tart, but then it has a spicy finish. Yeah. Not, not spicy. I don't know. It, they're very, very good though. Oh, a kick. Um, so sorry, I was looking oh. up the name. Michelle is her first name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Last, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. T H I B O D E A U. Thibodeau. Thibodeau? Thibodeau or Thibodeau? I don't know. So, Probably Thibodeau. But Michelle um, Thibodeau uh, is the artist. Her Instagram is at Planet Skull, which hey, it I might, like it. makes sense because that's kind of like... She must have done their skull uh, logo then. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It, that's on the no, I kit. I think yeah. that... Well, did that Ghost Town guy, you know, like the, the foaming uh, can... Maybe he did that one. He did the Maybe. skull logo, I think. Yeah, yeah. But but either way, um, she's very talented, and it's a very cool space themed kind of across the board for that series of beers that they do. And uh, it was well worth a trip up there. So if you're a local listener, I like this because we were just talking about if you're a Portland listener, check out Ecliptic. If you're local, go check out Broadleaf at uh, Lake. Is it East Lake Brook? Sorry, I always mix this Lake up. Lake Eastbrook. Lake Eastbrook. Last time I we talked about East this, Lake I said Brook. East Lake Brook. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, Lake Eastbrook and um, 29th. Uh, 29th Street, yep. yep. If you're local in uh, the GR area. but Or the or the greater Grand Rapids yeah. area. Yeah, or the great, or if you're from out of town, drive in. Yeah, if you're from Portland and Come you're visiting. Visit, get your ass city. in here. 
2018-19? I don't know if it still is, but it was Beer City USA. Still, yeah. every year it's Beer City to me. I mean, it's pretty home. much. Home it's sweet home. home. Home sweet home. Yep. And they got a sweet patio, too. I mean, in the summertime, they got plenty of room. That's the nice thing about that place is mm-hmm. that it's you're not crammed in there or anything like that. So, <clears throat> summertime, they got nice outdoor, you know, lawn and seating and it's pretty quiet you know you're you're kind of in the busier area of uh of you know grand rapids as far as like the the shops and all that kind of stuff goes but you it's it's pretty quiet when you're sitting outside so nice and pleasant yeah it's a good spot yep and it's still fairly new so there there very well could be people that are listening that have not heard of it um i mean if they're listeners of ours they've heard of it because we talk about them a lot but crazy to think it was a year ago that we were there yeah i know right yeah yeah a lot has happened. You know, that was right before um, the whole the pandemic. Lockdown. And, yeah. Right I mean, before it. it. It's crazy to think back. Yeah. A full year ago. Wow. It's been a, that's a long time. Gotta yeah, get them back time. on. We do. Yeah. I was, when I saw that video, did you see that on their Instagram with the artist that did the, the yeah, Michelle yeah. Thibodeau, it was a cool video and they were up where we did the podcast and I was oh, like, yeah. oh man, we got to do another one. Yeah. Once, we should. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they would You know, say, Hey, you guys want to do a podcast? Come on up. Yeah. For sure. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. They have um, a new table up there and it's based on, um, or it's built on like a barrel that, you know, from their, from their back warehouse. Oh yeah. So, um, and actually I looked back there today where the barrels are usually stored and there wasn't any there. So I think they might've sold all, like, remember they were selling them for yeah. 50 bucks? Yeah. You guys were telling me about that. And then um, Rob Mendring was listening to the podcast and he's, he sent me a picture. He's got one in his like, I don't know what room it is, but um that's awesome. So yeah, he, he yeah, found out yeah, about it from... What, no, no. He, oh. he had one oh, from okay. a while back. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay. going to say he like yeah. just suddenly found out because we said it. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. But no, that's cool. They they must have sold a lot of them because they were pretty empty back there. Yeah. Well, they Probably. sold them because we mentioned it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the only thing I can assume. I should have said that when I was shipping there. them worldwide <laughs> because of Eclipse on Tap. <laughs> Listeners in Japan placing some online orders. The Oort uh, Imperial Stout went down very easy. I love it. As far <clears> as the stout is concerned, yeah. that is uh, it's very good. Smooth. That's like a great like after dinner, hanging out, you know, light some candles. <laughs> light <laughs> some candles. Crack that th- sucker open. and <laughs> Va- Valentine's Day is tomorrow. It, it is a, it, it's, this is a very good Valentine's Day <laughs> beer. No, it's no, uh, oh, sorry, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. I keep it's thinking it's Saturday. Of, it's the day of the Daytona 500. Because I said right. that uh, tomorrow was Daytona. So I don't know. I keep thinking it's Saturday. It's only That's a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, actually, knowing, not knowing what day it is is always a great feeling. <laughs> right, sure. Iron Mike? Sure is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Iron, our, our good buddy Iron Mike knows yeah. that feeling. He's he's doing a He's doing the tour to Georgia, down down in Georgia right yeah. now. I'm a little jealous, but, you know. Recently retired. Good for him. Yeah, recently retired. Riding his bike around Georgia. I loved your, your text on our group message. Just driving down to Georgia with your middle finger out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, that's what I'd be doing if I were him. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Had Going we down. hit the lottery... Oh man. man, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be, be on I'd, private jets I with that yeah. finger out the window. No, I would have gotten an RV. Oh. I'd get an RV with like a rotating bed. Because you haven't flown <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I just take my rotating dog. Rotating bed. Yeah, just take my dog and yeah, boop <laughs> out the window. Off uh, you go to wherever you want. Yeah, exactly. I'd go down to Cape Canaveral. We well, oh, speaking yeah, of road trips, yeah. we we did book our uh, reservations for 
uh, Fayetteville 2021 yeah. or 2022. I'm sorry. Yeah, got to yeah. link it back into some cycling chat yeah. for sure. I mean, that's going to be a blast. Yeah. Go. So the World Championships of Cyclocross are coming back to the United States. They were here in 2015, I believe. Really? In, the, the Worlds? Yeah. Oh, in man. Louisville. Oh, in Louisville. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, it was that like was, 14 or 15. I feel like. Um, I think it was, was it, yeah, it was like 14, I think. Okay. It was earlier than 15, 2015, I think. But. Okay. Well, yeah. So, well, we had, I had you guys over for a, a Cyclocross Worlds watch party, which happened in uh, Onstend, Belgium, uh, two weekends ago. We did a little uh, little brunch, some uh, mimosas, and watch Worlds. And then uh, the next day we, we went, because they're coming to the States next year, I went online on VRBO and started looking at places and all of a sudden like three of them I had looked at had, had vanished. So we decided to pull the trigger. We got a, a accommodations for, I think up to 14 people in our house. So yeah. if you want to come, yeah, give us a, give us a shout. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, headed down to Fayetteville and then, uh, our good friend, Sean's, uh, cousin Jurian is, is actually down there. He's working for a, a trail consulting company or building company. And uh, they were working on the world's course, so we got to see some cool photos of the the prep work that's being yeah, done. Like the stairs. Yeah, the, that's, that's a big set of stairs. Yeah, yeah, it was. So it'll be fun. It's going to be a blast. I've never been to Arkansas before. Mm. The crazy thing is, is that they are like from the pictures. It's like they're starting from scratch as far as the landscape goes. Yeah. So well, I that, like whatever they built that that stair run up on. It looks that, like an old fort or something. Like yeah, it. Yeah, it has. It's pretty sweet looking. What's that cross course on the east side of the state that's like at a fort? Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it, it reminded actually, me of that. Yeah, we don't we don't race there anymore, but God, what was that? It was an old army fort, though. Yeah, and it, it but that photo of that uh, Jurian, or Jurian sent Sean that sent to us reminded me of that course. Yeah, very much. Castley like fort yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. cool. Yeah, so that'll be a blast. Um, Probably like some good dark skies in Arkansas too. I'd imagine. Oh yeah, open spaces. Yeah, yeah, and well, yeah. the the trail. I mean, rip on Walmart if you want <laughs> for being as corporate as you can get. But they have invested so heavily in the trail system down there, and I believe oh, nice. it's, I believe it's the Walton Sons, or uh, it's a son and a cousin or something that because they bought a, a clothing company, a very prominent high-end clothing company, um, cycling, clothing. cycling clothing company. And then they've invested in the trails around Bentonville, Fayetteville. I mean, I yeah. mean, Jurian's down there working full time for this consulting trail building company. Mm-hmm. So they, they're doing some really cool stuff down there and they're, they're actually building a world cup course, I believe for mountain biking as well. That's so, awesome. I mean, we would have, you know, world championships of cyclocross coming there. And then, uh, in terms of mountain biking, you've got Snowshoe Mountain in Massachusetts, or I'm not sorry, Virginia, West, West Virginia, yeah, West Virginia, um, Snowshoe Mountain, and then you will have this Fayetteville or Bentonville course down in Arkansas. So, yeah, it, it's exciting to see, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of our passions because obviously cross and beer go hand in hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. great fall time sport. Well, not even just fall time. I mean that that's even earlier. That's winter, but yeah, uh, I guess locally it's more fall. But yeah. Um, is the, is snowshoe in Virginia or West Virginia? I thought it was like near Virginia tech. I thought, oh, Mm -hmm. maybe it is Virginia then. I can't remember, but there's a downhill world cup there. Yeah. 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 
That'd be fun to see. Those yeah. guys are crazy. Those yeah. guys are freaking nuts. The, you got to be off your rocker for that. <laughs> yeah. A couple yeah. screws loose. Yeah. They're a very impressive athletes. Yeah. I mean, but. Arkansas in general, like, you know, I've done, we, you know, the, the Joe Martin race, the, the, just a road oh, stage race down there. there. And that's in uh, Fayetteville. Um, but the, I mean, it, it's a nice, it's a nice area. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, good roads and all that from what I can tell, but I don't, I've heard the mountain biking is pretty sweet. So, That's and I know, like, I, like you said that they're investing in a lot of even not only mountain bike trails, but paved trails and that, that kind of thing. So it's definitely like an outdoorsy type town, the yeah. vibe that I got last time I was there. Um, you know, so it's, it'll be pretty interesting. I'll be interested to go down there and see it and yeah. you know what they end up doing. I bet you it'll be pretty cool venue. That they're oh, going to yeah. repeatedly use year after year, and I, but I think they're going to definitely go all in on the on the worlds. Definitely, those trips are fun because they they they're it's like the same thing when we're talking about going on a trip to go see an eclipse. It's like the same type of trip, you know. Obviously, an eclipse is a World Cup event in the U.S. is rare too, though. So it's like, right? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> it's of, almost as rare as a total solar eclipse. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. in a way. I mean, it's yeah. it's only happening yeah. once every four years. I mean, obviously, we're getting lucky here with our eclipse that we saw in 2017, and then in 2024, really right. not that much longer, but it's usually much more. But at least, um, yeah, yeah, it's the same no, in, kind of in, trip in yeah. terms of like cycling. It's I wouldn't I wouldn't put it quite on the stage of the the, the Olympics, but like the rarity of it coming to us someplace that we can drive is pretty sweet yeah so. definitely yeah so it's going to be a great trip in that regard yeah. yeah there's a lot of a lot of that stuff i feel like has always been like on west coast and all that kind of stuff so ha to have something within the neighborhood of like driving distance yeah is mm -hmm. is pretty cool like you know when uh road worlds were in virginia and things like that like that's the kind of thing like wor road worlds usually isn't like around this type of you know this part of the country usually yeah. it's you know in a little bit further distance from where we're at but you know virginia is not the closest anyway still but st it was you know you guys took a road trip to in your vita bus and yeah vita band that was and, awesome yeah but, still drivable for yeah sure. and then sean uh, pointed out there is a brewery uh within walking distance of the house we got oh badass yeah i didn't i must have missed that that text no yeah he sent uh <laughs> oh yeah i saw that within walking distance yeah that's pretty good yeah there's a there's that, a, that, coffee, that do. <laughs> a coffee shop yeah. and a brewery i mean what more could we need that'll do well cool cool yeah i'm out of my uh wort yeah. though um are you guys i i, I am too break. i'm dry We'll take a break, um, get back with you in a few minutes, and we will sample the Ort. What was the Austrian Linsen, Linzer Tort? Yes, Linzer Tort. The Linzer Tort edition of Ort. Linzer Tort. The Linzer Tort edition. <laughs> so we'll be yeah. back in, uh, in just, a, just a minute here. Cheers. Welcome back from the break. Episode 41 here at Pub 39A. 
enjoying ourselves. Yes, we are. Very much so. Um, yeah. Looking forward to trying our next ecliptic beer, which we uh, need to refill our uh, glass beverages. Yeah, They're quite dry. The tot. The linza tot. Linza tot edition. I don't even know what that was. All right, so we got an Ort Imperial Stout, Linzer Tort Edition. Linza Tort Edition. The Linza Tort! Exmuster the Linza Tort! This one slaps about the same. <laughs> I thought that was what she actually wrote. <laughs> <laughs> for, for this brew. Dear Colette. It slaps. It's, no, so. That that's not what Dear they Clips put on, on here. Tap team. Yeah, <laughs> this one slaps the same. <laughs> Collect. <This one's laughs> see, see above. <laughs> Look for notes of tort. No. That's, okay. That's so, good. Uh, this variant of Orton Imperial Stout Ale is a special edition for 2021. <laughs> we we took our classic or recipe and baked in extra flavors. Of real raspberries, lemon zest, cinnamon, Ooh. cloves, Ooh. and hazel- hazelnuts, creating a twist on the fruity and nutty flavors of Austrian Linza Tot pastry. <laughs> that sounds really good, actually. I didn't. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like chocolatey. Yeah. But it's like a fruit pastry. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a Linza Tot. Yeah. So let's crack, crack it. that bad let's boy. Let's crack it. The Ort Linzer Tot. I, they said hazelnut too. I wonder if it's gonna have a little Nutella esque yeah, yeah. flavor to it because yeah. the other one had, had some like coffee, cocoa. Everything. Yeah, I yeah. think the ba- and that was the baseline. So you actually probably will get a little bit of chocolatey, but I I just assumed it was like Linzer tort as in this like, is gonna be good. The Linzer tort, you know, like yeah, like a chocolate. Like what yeah. did they they did the chocolate uh, fudge one, and, right? Yeah, so I thought it would be really chocolatey, but. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a, like a Linzer Tort tree <laughs> or something. You pick like a Linzer Tort off the tree, you put it in the beer. Yeah, throw it in the beer. All right. Let's, let's Well, this is going to be th- this is going to be good cuz I mean you get, get ra- to raspberries, the lemon zest, and cinnamon. Yeah. And then you add in cloves and hazelnut. What are you going to do next, you know? This uh, yeah, I'm uh, very very much looking forward to this. One of my favorite <clears throat> desserts is like anything raspberry dark chocolate. Yeah, for sure. It's like, a good combo. Yeah, you get those uh what are they? They're not like Lindor or Dove, but they've got like the raspberry inside the dark chocolate. Mm, I'm uh, not. I'm not sure. Is it ice cream? No, no, like chocolates. Oh, they're like raspberry. I don't know who makes them, hmm. but I've had them. <laughs> Damn it, they're good. <laughs> and they're good. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be. I swear, I've had them. <laughs> a succulent dessert. So thank you very much, Ecliptic. Um, this one has a similar label. From an orc cloud, a comet is falling down, but it's much more of a metallic-y, holographic uh, vibe on the This one's got canner. a little, like a orangish hue. The the original's more of like a light blue. Mm-hmm. As far as the can. Yeah. Succulent. Here we go. Does <laughs> it have go. succulent Does beer. it have orange, did you say? Um, uh, lemon zest. Lemon zest. Yep, and raspberry. Cheers. 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 Oh my goodness, I oh. love it! It's oh my god, exactly what I thought it was going to be. This is amazing. It tastes like a a baked pastry based fruit dessert. It tastes like that chocolate I was just talking about. <laughs> For me, <laughs> it's I the linza tot. <laughs> the linza tot. Because it said it had the new t- like the hazelnut. Yeah, that that's amazing. I think about it like the hazelnut is the crust of the pie, and then you got the fruit, and then you've got the cinnamon on top. Yeah. You, oh man, this is like I, I get a even. lot of raspberry. Oh yeah. 
I do to get the lemon though. Numb and numb, it's very numb. good. Fill yeah. it up again. Delicious. And what's cool is this is just their special edition one-off that they tried, and it hey they hit the nail on the head. Don't stop making <clears> it. It's great. I like it. Tasty. Yeah, I mean, a fantastic beer. Yeah, this is like dessert in a can. Mm-hmm. And not not overdoing it either with the, like the sweetness. There is a lot going on with that beer. It's yeah. good. The cinnamon is what kind of like lingers a little longer. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's different. It, it's, yeah. yeah, it it's really different. hits different. <laughs> yeah. Gen Z. That's what yeah. the Gen Z Gen Z Gen Z term. Mm. Gen Z approved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do we got going on in space news? Anything yeah, space significant? Space news has been um, you know, kind of yet again, I think, um, overrun, not overrun, but just like dominated by Elon yeah. Tesla, yeah. SpaceX news. Um, there's definitely been more progress with the NASA SLS um, venture. And then there's also been some talk, uh, you know, just globally with space. We were talking about the Chinese uh, Mars mission and a few others. But but yeah, some mostly Elon and SpaceX. Most, yeah, yeah. Mo- mostly SpaceX doing well, all the big stuff. But SN9 had a little boo-boo. Yeah, a bigger boo-boo than the SN8 yes. launch. Yeah. yeah. And then China's um, rover that they're sending to Mars, it's supposed to dock with ours, I heard. Is that true? I don't know enough about it. To, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't okay. read in. I think it's yeah. fair, that's all fairly recent news. So, yeah, yeah, I have not, I've not dug into that one enough okay. to know. Yeah. I think mm. it's supposed to dock or, or meet up with ours. It's, it's landing that's crazy. not far yeah, not far away. So they're supposed to meet up. Well, I could have. I could. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> but I thought I read that. Yeah. It but, would be cool if two. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Different, yeah. Oops. It come from co- completely different areas of the world launching to the same distant planet, and then those two things go and yeah communicate with each other is pretty cool. That would be. Or they're gonna yeah. go just show up and like beat the piss out of ours <laughs> I was just gonna say it's gonna be like yeah. robot wars yeah, yeah we're just you guys we're, watch that where the guys make yeah. like the little like, radio control things with like sledgehammers yeah, and yeah and like flames and <laughs> this is like a blow there's, yeah, there's a flamethrower on the uh the chinese one it's just gonna burn ours to a crisp so we can't do any of our research <laughs> i guarantee you that's what's gonna happen oh my god guaranteed guaranteed can you oh imagine? yeah, that's just a docking thing. Oh yeah, that's what they're telling us. But <laughs> wait two weeks. <laughs> or, or Why they go, is there a skill saw on the front of yeah. <laughs> They go to reach out like that to dock. They keep it looking very, very professional, research oriented on the look. And then it's going to dock, and then it captures ours, and then just whoosh, just flips it over. <laughs> John Cena, <laughs> boom. <laughs> I hey you well, you're like praying mantises. You laugh mating. now. Well, you you <laughs> laugh now, but. You, you wait till it happens and we lose power or something like that. <laughs> China is a competitive, you know, competitive country. They are. So it, it, <sighs> yeah, it could happen. That's funny. You don't know, we'll but see. it is funny. <laughs> but anyway, the big boom, uh, I guess you could say, of uh, of the, the, the Starship um, yeah. attempt. Yeah. That thing went up way higher and went down way faster yeah. this time. And, and, then, and uh, exploded much much more uh, severely than SN8. But, but uh, yeah, it, and they really haven't been, you know, with SN8, it kind of almost landed, and then it yeah. crumpled. Yeah. yeah. And, and then so right after that, they were very positive and really <clears throat> saying that to them it was a complete success. After SN9, they've not been as vocal, right. I feel like. So it's not to say that yeah. they don't know what they're doing. They're just spending more time probably. 
maybe that one was a little bit more of like a true oh you know shit we didn't something yeah. really went wrong yeah um well usually if it's a crash they they i mean they almost celebrated in the fact that they gather so much data out of it and they just haven't said anything like that this time around yeah exactly like they're just either still researching or they're kind of um you may be going back a peg because it's it is you know in the space travel game it's many many steps um or one step forward for many steps back you know kind of right. does this zigzagging thing i can't imagine i mean you look at <clears throat> you look at all the other boosters that they've had land on on their own. Um, yeah, all I the dragons that yeah. land on but know, drone I can't ships imagine, in the middle of fucking ocean. You think of how many engines this thing has mm-hmm. and how much bigger it is just from mass. Yeah, I mean this thing much, is, this much thing's much. definitely a, a bigger bigger thing to try to land and maneuver. Yeah, especially going at that speed. I think the boosters they have that down like yeah you know. To a science, pretty much, pun intended. Yeah. yeah, but it. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, I think they'll eventually get it down. It's just going to take a longer time because it's just not as simple. I mean, not that the the dragon boosters are simple. It's just that this has got so much going on to it. They're well rehearsed but, with yeah. the dragon uh, yeah. capsule now. It seems, but and what's kind of crazy if you put it, I don't know. It's definitely not a direct perspective as far as like I don't know if it scales up exactly, but. You think about, the, you know, they were launching, they actually started with the booster side of things uh, with uh, the Falcon 7, or f- well, I think it was the Falcon 1, and then, but the, essentially, I can't remember which one it was, the first one that they landed, you know, and it was like, all right, we've got these very large, but in terms of Starship, like, that thing is like a mega booster. In that case, so they were starting with the booster, they got that working, and then they got Dragon, which is the, the kind of it the capsule that would hold humans going as well afterwards. And then they put it together and made it happen all this for starship. They're starting the other way around. They're starting with the right. cockpitted capsule yeah. first, yeah. which in this case is freaking massive. And then they're going to flip over to the booster, which is going to be insane. Like, the, yeah, the, just, I can't, I can't <laughs> imagine. Like. I just thinking, I'm thinking about the perspective of like when they were testing the dragon capsule, it, I mean, it was impressive still to see its maneuvers, but it's like, oh yeah, that thing's pretty small. Yeah. Like in terms of like how it compares, that's what they're doing right now with this massive silo that's landing and crashing. Yeah. Like it, it's something it's out of a, a yeah. cartoon. Like it does doesn't look like anything that we've ever produced for space travel before. Yeah, because it's not using carbon, you know, yeah. the, which is what like the Falcon Heavy. It's a lot of carbon in it. You know, a lot of very sleek design metals and things like that but this is just cold rolled steel yeah is the yeah <laughs> as we know from race chaser dad he explained what cold rolled steel is it's just steel that's cold rolled <laughs> instead of hot rolling and, instead of hot rolling roll. yeah so my so for the starship booster that thing is gonna is it gonna land in separate parts or is it all one piece all that, one I is think. that the plan well uh i think it could land in all one maybe but the the idea is that it launches and gets into low orbit or just about and then detaches the um what they're testing now the actual starship okay capsule so it's not like and three then, stages or anything so okay. no and then so that thing can just um can just go like it could maybe orbit the earth for a little while and then it just is like all right I mean that thing's got its own big engines. Yeah, gets its way to Mars or wherever, and then doesn't um, give a fuck. The yeah, <laughs> the solar system is just nothing to it. No, but then the booster, just as it does now, comes back down and lands. But what's cool is they can theoretically launch a full rocket, 
um, kind of get the cockpited um, portion of it off to Mars or the moon, land the booster, and then just like reload. Yeah. And just like re- yeah. refuel while they're connecting the the new orbiter. Yeah. And just keep going. Yeah. And so like it's insane. Forgetting like he's always talked about a moon base or a Mars base more prominently in the news. That's like what he's talking about. We're just gonna be like yeah, back and forth like yeah, like a subway almost. But as as we've said before. Imagine being uh, the uh, the artist going to the the Japanese billionaire going to the moon on Dear Moon, watching the testing of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like He's probably shitting oh a brick my God. right now. I if I had committed that much money and 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 faith into an organization to create this massive rocket, and that I was going to be the first one on it, I would need to have someone like I mean, clearly the guy has money. I'd have to like hire someone where their full time job is to just not let me watch the news. Yeah, about Starship. Yeah, <laughs> I just wouldn't just just call me just disconnect. Call, call me when it's over. Yeah, don't or even let me ready. know when they're testing. I don't want to know any of it. If I had invested that much money and that was going to be like I'm fully committed myself. Yeah, I don't care what happens either way. But I just need to. Yeah. Um, call me in four years when I mean, when you're ready to launch. Yeah, I mean that that my uh, I mean if that was me, I'd be like oh. <laughs> oh my god what have i done Man, yeah <laughs> what have i because, committed you know, if, you, if you strap yourself to that thing i mean there's no going back like you're going to the moon you're gonna do i don't i think they're gonna do a couple laps around the moon yep it's like a fi- big figure eight yeah a little bit higher um altitude than you would if you were like on you know an apollo mission they're definitely going a little bit higher i think mm-hmm. it's i don't know a couple hundred miles or maybe a hundred miles or so above the surface of the moon yeah um and then they're gonna swing them back around Imagine that. Yeah, just view. zip them back but, around. Yeah. yeah, that view would be insane. Yeah. But yeah, to see Earth from the moon, yeah. that'd be yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. I think what's cool too is like you, like what you said that in, in Crazy actually when that moment when any astronaut, whether it's this like super modern day stuff or a space shuttle or an Apollo mission or a Gemini capsule, whatever, like that feeling of when, when, it, when you hear that rumble or whatever, yeah. you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Hope this candle lights. This is it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't light would, the whole thing I up. I would need a pair of depends on. Yeah, it just. Because yeah. I would probably shit myself. It just. Because <laughs> you, you would just have known for so long after all the training and simulation that just that you, your body would be so in tune with that little, that first rumble of the rocket where yeah. you're like, oh, here, it, it's it's time. I'm just off. Well, and I might not ever come back. <laughs> I mean, so I watched the uh, the CNN's uh, Apollo Eleven. Um, it's a it's a full on basically. I mean, there's no kind of a documentary movie. It's, it's like a documentary. There's no narrati- narrating or anything like that. It's just basically showing uh, high definition f- uh, footage of all of the whole Apollo Eleven mission from start to finish. Mm. We saw that in the theater. <laughs> yeah, but you in yeah we did so and then I I have it on uh, Blu-ray now but it, you go like you're watching that and there's stuff that I know or I like you hear during that beginning of it when they're just launching that is like there's a leaking valve and it's just the radios between like Mission Control yeah. and Capcom and what do you if, mean a leaking yeah, valve <laughs> if I would like to go back to like what this Japanese guy is thinking when he sees the starship blow up when they're doing yeah. the initial testing yeah imagine what those guys felt when they knew there was a leaking valve that they were trying to tighten they're just trying to tighten the bolt is yeah. like the whole time you're watching apollo 11 yeah that a documentary you can just hear 
the two radios going back and forth. Yep, they're just trying to tighten the bolt down. That's what they're like. So yeah. this is a, just a due to the big wrench. And That's just, the solution. And, and yeah. you're sitting at the yeah. top yeah. that whole time. That's the craziest yeah. thing is they were fully loaded. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's this crazy. Is, this I mean, was in like the T minus. Yeah, and that was like, that was like about, like they were about 12, to fuel the thing 11, up. Yeah. yeah. I mean. You're, you're talking like just within hours, a few hours yeah. of launch. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're still tightening stuff down. You know, I think. Um, so we're going to wait till Tuesday or <laughs> can, can I please get down? Just the fortitude, the mental fortitude that they all have, astronauts in general, to be able to uh, mitigate that risk mentally. Yeah. Is like, is just wild. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, and so impressive. I, I don't know. I, my mind would just be racing. Well, with, just to put that into perspective, before the break, we were talking about like the downhill mountain bike dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're crazy! You know, they just bomb down this mountain. You yeah. know, they're they're taking turns that we would never even consider or yeah. jumps. Or I would whatever. die. Like, yeah. if I tried it, I would just literally right. die. Yeah. Now put yourself in a space shuttle coming around the backside of the moon. Like, yeah. I'm gonna land this on this planet. That's balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I look back at uh, John Young. Uh, he was known when he went on oh, yeah. his mission, uh, his heart rate was only like 78 or something like that at launch. Yeah. Everybody else's is like, you know, 160. Yeah. yeah. Like and, max and, heart rate. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think like, that's just the kind of people they were like, they, they're, you have balls of steel. And it, he told like on the documentary, he says, uh, mine was, yeah, mine, I told him mine was, mine was too, too old to beat any faster. Yeah. That's all he said. I'm like, you want to... F- what a badass. Yeah, such a badass. What a badass. But man, rest in peace. That guy was a Yeah. He lived rest a great life. He I mean, that guy was dedicated more than arguably I mean, they're all dedicated, but just his tenure in the um space flight career path. Yeah. He ended up his last he was flying a shuttle. Yeah. And yep. he was on an Apollo mission. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. Like that, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I know the shuttle was getting going late 70s. You know, early '80s through the '90s, but still you know. to like and transcend th- that kind yeah. of yeah, you you transcended like a full generation worth yeah. of space travel. <laughs> yeah, and his mission insane. was around I want to say 1970. It was 71. one of the first. It was one of the first yeah. shuttle missions. Yeah. yeah, it was like a demo shuttle. Oh, I mean, like Apollo. His, his oh, Apollo his, his Apollo. Um, his Apollo mission was like in like 1970, right? Yeah, I got. Well, let's see. Yeah, I think it was one of the later ones. Yeah. Either way, 71. I mean, if I went up in any kind of space flight. If I made it safely back to Earth, I'd be like, I'm good. <laughs> I did it once. I'm good. I can yeah. retire now. I can die. I yeah. don't care. That's the, but to just do it repeatedly. Like, oh, oh, all right, now I'm going to take up a shuttle. Well, that's that's why, you know, Jim Lovell never went back up. And, you know, like, I, I think a lot of those guys, they especially going up on a Saturn V, you're yeah. in, in the technology that they had then, it was a little scarier, I think, to them than they For would sure. admit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, but I, they couldn't admit it, and they had to be tough as nails because yeah. if if they, you know, you can't be weak. You're you're on a basically a nuclear bomb going to the moon. Yeah, landing a cardboard treehouse on the moon, <laughs> and then lifting back up, hope, yeah. hoping the engine on the the lunar uh, on the module actually yeah. works. You know, that's the crazy thing. Is like every step of the way, you're yeah. hoping the next thing works, especially yeah. in 1960 eight or nine or whatever you know yeah and th- and that's the um that's the wild thing with john young and how much of a badass he really is because he you know i actually meant to look it up as we uh as we taste our lin- finish the linzer tot. tot as we taste the our linzer tot. Tot. I, don't the linzer tot. Want, I don't want the linzer tot to end 
It's uh, too good. It's very good. I mean, just an absolutely delicious dark beer, which, as you said, Nathan, earlier, I drank, I, I really enjoy drinking this type of beer, but it's few and far between. Yeah. I mean, it's very seasonal. And even not, in even in the winter, it's not like a type not, of beer where you drink three of them. No, and it, even in the winter, I don't drink a ton of them. No, like maybe yeah. once or one or two a month or something. You know, yeah, here and there. So John Young was. Let's see here. Gemini. Oh, he was Gemini as well. Gemini three. Gemini ten. Apollo ten. Apollo. So he was before the moon. Like he's the last one before the moon landing. I mean, he's yeah. done a figure eight of the moon. He yeah. had to tape his balls to the side <laughs> of his leg. They were so big. He's not. Yeah, it's like. And then Imagine he, that in anti gravity. So so Gemini three, Gemini ten, Apollo ten, Apollo sixteen. So second to last, STS one. He's on the first space shuttle mission and then scs9 so can you imagine dude don't give a good goddamn (laughs) (laughs) what happens on this planet he's getting the hell out of here yeah it's like gemini okay you do the gemini missions and then you get involved in apollo you know roughly halfway through their tenure in that generation they've definitely you know made some of the bigger mistakes or realized some things yeah apollo one etc um but then so you're apollo 10 you're like okay and then after all that, you know, you're getting a little bit older in your career. You could easily retire probably. And then they're like, hey, John, we got this new thing called the space shuttle. We want to be. We know you're 82 years old, but you're the best we got. <laughs> I, he was like in his, I think he was in his 40, 50s or something. But but yeah, it's like after all that time and after all that crazy risk and insane achievement, he's like, yep, sign me up. He, Round he, one, yeah. I don't yeah. know what this thing's going to do. You but. know, he reminds me of Clint Eastwood. Yeah, like yeah, his personality. Yeah, when you hear him talk and all that, and then you, like you just imagine like if anyone was gonna play him in a movie, it'd be Clint Eastwood. Yeah, oh and man, he just have this yeah. like stare. or Harrison Ford. Harrison, yeah, Harrison Ford could do. It. And that's that's the coolest thing about that whole generation of space and that generation of astronauts. Nothing taking nothing away from the current astronauts, but they just they just had it. They yeah. like, I mean, it's it's now fairly tried and true. But in those days, it was not. No. Yeah. Well, and then it was. It, we're really into the next generation now with SpaceX. Mm-hmm. You know. Can you? I got something deep for you. <laughs> Are you ready? Can you imagine if the theory where alien we got so far as a culture where we now in our truest form are actually kind of aliens of the project in which we've placed life into a petri dish? We yeah. talked about this before. Yeah. So it's almost, it's essentially the same as simulation. Yeah. But that that were that were real and something has just kind of like placed us as an experiment. Right. Can you imagine the moment like where they're watching things evolve and then all of a sudden that thing that evolved just launched itself off of the yeah. off of a continent and just really? like oh yeah. You're like they did, they did it. <laughs> they fucking did it. <laughs> oh, for the first time. You know, yeah. and I know that the Americans weren't the first to to launch humans in space, but or the first time they get to the moon, you're like, oh yeah. my god, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then where are they? Like where where you know why maybe can't we see them? Maybe that's yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's the higher power. Yeah. Who knows? Cheering for us, just like yeah. they did. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> Didn't think they could do it. I I thought they could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That, that's crazy to think about, though. Like. Ugh. I mean, we are a, a, a giant a, petri dish. I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, but you just don't. You know, that's where it. You know, 
the unknown comes into play. You know, yeah, what put right. us in this situation, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like kind of one of those like deep, deep thoughts where you rack your brain a little bit thinking about it. Did, did we talk about <clears throat> the, um, this is something that just popped in my head. Um, based on talking about aliens kind of, and being a Petri dish, that kind of thing. The, the tale of the, the giant turd that flew past earth. Oh yeah. Did we talk about that? So there's a guy oh, that yeah. came out, Harvard, uh, professor. Harvard prof- professor who actually very smart guy. And I watched a video, a, like a YouTube interview. Is this the Avi Loeb? Avi Loeb. Um, I was just looking at his name just to, I was just going to get it. So uh, this, this happened, um, just after the actual uh, the the eclipse that we saw, the total eclipse, this happened shortly after that. Um, in this, basically, like we call it, we have an episode on it. It's the turd shaped uh, asteroid. Yeah, basically, yeah, it was Mad Mike he, Hughes and the turd shaped yeah. so, asteroid. So he thought that it was a spacecraft. Though. Yeah, he thought or, it was well, the, and he's he actually really can't be proven wrong either. No, yeah, and what in no. the the person that you referenced is correct avi Loeb. avi Loeb. yeah yep. astro- harvard's astro uh he's not an astrophysicist i guess but he's ast- astronomy department tenured yeah. professor um well he much he was saying that this object was traveling twice the speed of a comet it didn't show any kind of orbital pattern and like it yeah you know, it wasn't it was held just, by the gravity of the sun at all yeah and i yep. remember at the time they like the kind of space news was broadcasting it as something that had it was like the first recorded object to have entered from outside our solar system yeah. or something and then yeah. it like it, but then it went through pretty yeah. quick like yeah and, and so and this harvard it didn't have any kind of like dust trail or no or, you know and like that would signify that it was a comet and it didn't stay in orbit like an asteroid would. Yeah. yeah. Well and that's the thing he said that stood out to him initially because everybody was thinking you know uh, you know, I think science in general, everybody was saying, yeah, it's just an asteroid floating through the solar system. But I think there was something to do with the light and how it was rotating and yeah. how a comet usually rotates and how the light reflects off a comet or an, a- an asteroid differently than what was happening here. And there was also no tail uh, to signify yeah, that. They it was, said it was basically know, like, spinning like a top yeah. on its side i think yeah i something something with the way it was rotating and how the the light was reflecting off of it was evidence against it being a comet or a, a yeah. meteor like yeah. totally opposite of what that would be and i and I traveling forget, at twice the speed of a comet yeah and i and i forget what he, he actually he explains it pretty well um yeah. but it's uh it's interesting if it, you know, who knows? He could be right. It could be and it, and the, the shape of the thing as well is, was odd. Yeah, and they said it was you know, like basically tur- like a... Turd-shaped. Yeah, it was it was turd-shaped, but the, now more evidence is showing that it was pretty flat. Yeah. So it was like a oval, a flat oval type object. Yeah, definitely a strange um, kind of dimension as far as length and width is concerned. Like this r- random rectangle-shaped... Yeah. Usually, you figure an asteroid is not, it's never going to be perfectly spherical, but it's a little bit more. Right. It's got some slightly type of, off spherical yeah. shape, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's really interesting to yeah. consider. I mean, he, and they, they really yeah. didn't even consider it until he 
brought up all these points about it. Like, you know, the assumption is just that, oh, it's just space matter. It's a comet or an asteroid or whatever. And we're not going to, like, give it much thought. But then he starts saying, okay, well, it's, it's, I think it was like eight times more reflective than an average asteroid. Yep. And traveling twice the speed of a comet and didn't show any signs of, you know, being held gravitationally to the sun. Yeah, it was making its way through, and yeah. that's where it was just in and out. Like, yeah. So, and, and that that's what most of the scientific community, I think, still thinks that he's a little off his rocker for considering it to be something that's you know interstellar vehicle. But, um, the points that he brings up kind of make you think. Oh, I mean, he's got a point. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really follow the laws of physics or or you know anything that we know. So. What else could it be? Yeah. yeah. It could it be fringing onto something more um, alien. Did they say how big it was? I want to say it was around the size of a ho- football field. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, it's not like it was mile. You know, you think about some of these asteroids and stuff are miles wide. Yeah. It yeah. was fairly small and something what we would consider to be still a very large vehicle. Yeah. But. Well, maybe I'm way off then on it I, being the size I, of a it could uh, have been. football I, field. I can't, re- yeah. I can't recall. Because uh, I, I, the last time, I, I know this story has come up more recently as a result of this um, individual kind of bringing forth their thoughts. But the last time, I mean, we talked about it back in, yeah, that was 2017. What did yeah. they call and it? It was the Omuramura? Or yeah. Yeah, where Omuramura. Yep, I think was the name. Yeah, the it name was like a Hawaiian asteroid. name of it. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where the it was like the... Uh, gigantic laboratory telescope in Hawaii that yeah. saw it for yeah. at least first. Yeah. yeah. Um, at Haleakala Peak. Yep. Exactly. Rode yeah. my bike down that. Did you? Yeah. Took a bus up to the top. <laughs> oh. Yeah. There's a gigantic um, political um, kind of battle going on in Hawaii uh, with that in it being such a pristine place to view. Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about it all the time. Um, the the best one of the best places in the world to to look at the dark sky, you know it's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's oh yeah you get zero pollution light pollution yeah. because you're in the middle of the Pacific yeah and you so you're there's nothing around you as far as like other large cities you're you fairly elevated um, at that that particular telescope it's you, like you were just saying yeah it's over ten thousand feet I think yeah, you, yeah you're talking it's it's up there yeah um, yeah and I think uh, in terms of like sea level up it's the tallest mountain in the, in the world you think so like, oh, yeah. because like everest starts at such high ev- elevation oh you're talking from oh. like zero to, to yeah to so summit, from yeah. like from base to oak. summit it's the tallest mountain in the world uh, it's just everest, that if you looked at everest it'd be like super flat and then just like slow grade where yeah. we live and then we live like here and then everest is like here right yeah. this is like right. from zero to yeah, yeah. so yeah, and, and, but there's a controversy right now, I believe, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, where there's um, some interest in kind of like continuing to light pollute the area, kind yeah. of invade with, uh, you know, business, and commercial and residential real estate. Um, but there's quite a, of, quite a lot of pushback from the scientific community as to say, like, like Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying, like, this is one of the best places that, that I have as a right researcher to well they did do you know, like I, I know all of their like street lights they put in i don't know what technology it was but, but it was like 
you know, some type of light that didn't pollute the sky. Like I don't know what they called it. Maybe like, like brown a, light or something like red that. Red light or a more targeted light. Yeah, yeah like hmm. you know, with the intention of of limiting the light pollution. So maybe because I haven't followed the story closely by any means. So maybe they have made some yeah like adjustments where like okay, we'll kind of find a happy medium where yeah. We still have to ex- light the road. Yeah, we got to light, light the, the road. road no, so that- no, no, no. Use your headlights. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Uh, just flip the headlights on. You're fine. Yeah. We need this for for science sake. It, right, we do. Know. Yeah. D- yeah. Tyson talked about that a lot actually. When I believe when he was talking to Rogan. So it's kind of a segue back to what we were getting at with um, these other recent Rogan guests. I mean, he he he's just he and his team are good at kind of getting to interesting people in the space world yeah um but yeah definitely. i think we're on are we i just saw you saw this yeah, yeah was, it out. all right we gotta we got just the last it the last uh ort to try it's in the fridge though so we might need to take a quick break because it is not in reach of our arms so break two break number two back to the third half of eclipse on tap <laughs> we're <laughs> back with half. you we're back with you now um with the final ecliptic beer you know as we were just discussing about um the asteroid the turd shaped asteroid that now is maybe thought to be an alien um or an alien's uh, craft of some kind um kind of resembles a comet in a way or a satellite of sorts so this one is satellite themed ort it's like a uh, we're also drinking out of glass this time we are. This is yeah. a bottle. Yeah. So from Ecliptic, Tall this boy. is called the Barrel-Aged Oort Imperial Stout, named after the mysterious region of our solar system that breeds comets. Oort Imperial Stout has massive amounts of roasted barley combined with three types of caramel mite, mites malts for a rich, full mouthfeel. Chinook, Cascade, and Sterling hops lend a balanced bitterness and a subtle hop flavor. This barrel-aged version slumbered for 12 months imparting notes of rich, bitter chocolate, vanilla, and oak. Mm-mm. Check out it, the artwork. Yeah, too. the artwork yeah. is great. So it, it kind of resembles the Comet artwork of the other cans, but it's like a barrel going satellite mode. Yeah, yeah. it's up, got like and, satellite panels on it. Yeah, barrel with <laughs> so satellite cool. panels on the bottom. All right, so this one um, this one rolls in from Ecliptic yeah. Brewing. This one slaps at uh 11%. Ooh. And it is IBU 30. So Ooh. typical stout as far as uh not too bitter. I'm excited. Crack it. This is going to be, you know, we're talking about bourbon barrel aged stouts are just a warm hug. They are. They are. All right, boys. Let's sample. Go, 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 go. Cheers to Ecliptic. You've made my night ecliptic. I'll just say that. Perfect, perfect blend here. The 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 trio we've had, uh, sam- little sampler. It's you know, it's been pretty I, good. I have a funny story about um, ecliptic. 
uh, as we're cheersing this beer. Let's let's cheers it and then I'll tell my ecliptic story to the cheers. world. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that is Valentine's Day in a glass. Oh. Mm. My God. Mm. That is good. I get a lot more vanilla. Yeah. That yeah. is a very good bourbon barrel aged stout. Super smooth. Very good. Yeah. Like the last one had a lot going on. All the mm-hmm. raspberry um, lemon kind of tartness mm-hmm. mixed in. This is very like clean on and off the palate. Yeah. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Velvety like Valentine's. I could smoke hey. a cigarette with this one. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It it's it's like a it I a definite, you know, hint of dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. I could taste some some chocolate in there. I get some of the oak too from yeah. the bourbon barrel. Yeah. 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 And I just, it just Maybe happened. that's what I'm tasting, the vanilla with the oak. Yeah. Kind of that buttery flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's buttery. Batch number four. So there's, I'm assuming maybe there, maybe that means their sec, uh, sorry, their fourth uh, bourbon barrel aged version of Ort. Um, I know this was the first time I think they did the Linzer Tort. That was a good one too. Um, Vaz, this is good. this is back to the more classic. Kind of reminds me of the style of maybe Founders KBS. Yeah, similar. Yeah, very good. On par with for sure, and actually maybe. I would argue a little smoother. KBS, I think, is up there a little more in the ABV range. It's more like a 14, 15. Yeah. But it is, and you taste it, taste it a little stronger. This is more, you know, like I think 11%. I like this better. Yeah, it's a, a little less this on the ABV, is, yeah. so therefore that much smoother, I think. Right. You don't, it's good you don't balance. get that overwhelming alcohol blast. Yeah, you're still getting a big punch for sure. Mm. I mean, 11%, this this stout would do you. That's so um, good. But it's smooth. Done me good. Yeah. Not only smooth, but oh man, just I could sit there. It's like it's oh man, it's like a box of chocolates. I feel it's like good. I just sounded I like, like a a true Michigander, like a commercial. Like if they if they did a commercial for Ecliptic that was featuring a Michigander, like yeah, this stout will do ya. <laughs> stout will yeah. do ya, you know. Yeah, uh, especially in the Ain't third half, not. you know. Yeah, you know the third half. <laughs> the stout will do ya. What a fantastic offering and a cool a cool label. They're the, the whole thing, getting back to the Oort Cloud, just one more time with their label. Like whoever does their designs of their labels and their graphic arts department or whatever it is, damn brilliant! Just, it looks a lot like their website when you go on their website. You know? Yeah, yeah, kind of has that same background to it. But and the whole marketing team, like Colette, is part of is a part of the marketing team, I believe. And yeah. so they just, I, I just like that investment into those small aesthetics yeah, because it really matters. Like we've talked about that too with getting back to this general beer conversation in the first half. You have to market yourself the right way these days right? because most people can brew beer that is at least palatable. Like if you, if you've gotten like a distributor to sign you on, someone in Meyer is grabbing your beer, like it, anything that in you can buy in Meyer is going to be fairly good. Right. You figure. Yeah. yeah. And so um, to set yourself apart in that, competition you have to have cool marketing and cool labels right yeah get get people to grab yeah and i wish i wish i had ecliptic to grab from the shelf um because i'd buy it all the time for sure but we'll 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 do that when we're in portland when we visit you you know you said the other one we have is is the base ort uh no we tried the base ort in the first half that was the first stout we tried right there this is like their imperial stout um like their little bit more heavy duty one 
their baseline one for the winter seasonal is called Meridian. Okay. Or Meridian. I don't know if it has an extra I in there. I can't recall. Actually, it's probably on this list. Let's check. I think it's Meridian or Meridian. I was going to say Sorry, next time. Meridian. Yep. Meridian. Yeah. Meridian vanilla stout. It says finished with vanilla beans. Our dry Irish style stout has a smooth mouthfeel with notes of cacao and roast. And actually, I think this is kind of their like March beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they're. Well, because like, that's kind of when you turn the, the corner too is like St. Patty's Day. You do stout still. Yeah. And, you're, and then. Yeah, you're, but it's then like you, Irish style, like maybe a red stout or right. a red ale. Like, well, and then, then like the spring Oberon and everything starts getting released like April. Yeah. So that's their seasonal. March, April type. So Meridian yeah. is probably marketed as their. I, I, I wish I wish I knew exactly, but I'm guessing like kind of midwinter through mid spring, like they're going to. Yeah. roll that one out um, yeah. as the cha- as the season changes so they were very gracious to send us that one as well but i do recall having that one around st patrick's day last year yeah yeah i think so so, think it's, so. Uh, it's a good selection of stouts from them and just cool to talk about space beer you know we've talked yeah. about it a lot over the years over the last you know coming up on four years next september um that's insane yeah the podcast yeah. Uh, being that old um, but just never have really fully honed in on talking about space beers. It, it's when you think about it too, from like a marketing and I mean, we were just talking about, of course, getting the, the consumer to, to see it and grab it. But that's, there's a lot of investment there, which is, I think it's cool. I think it's something that brings attention to space in general. Right. And so you have a generation growing up with like so much exposure, they're, like younger generations aren't drinking the beer, but if it's just around, like in storefronts, I don't know. I think it's cool to have space marketing. Well, and, and anything, the, yeah, the website too. I mean, like the like that's the the thing now is a lot of people, you know, if they're gonna come visit Grand Rapids or they're gonna come visit Oregon, you know, wherever you're gonna go, I think uh, having a good website as well. So like mm-hmm. you go on there, there's a nice shop. They get all sorts of stuff on there. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a. I mean. This now, you know, this day and age, you basically have to be hooked up on there, and it's a cool. This day and age, you gotta get on the internet. Yeah, Yeah. this day and age, you don't gotta get away from that dial up, get the high speed stuff. It's it's yeah, but it's exactly right. It's like all about perception, and I would assume people, if they walk into your spot and you've got the cool merchandise and the cool marketing and all that, they're likely to say that your beers are better. (laughs) Yeah, just because they're feeling good and they're like in a cool spot. Yep. Um, so, so it's just interesting to see space kind of infiltrate that arena, um, in such a fashion that we see them all the time. We've been so like, we're so grateful to have hooked up with ecliptic as far as finding someone that's dedicated that much to space, but just to see them all the time popping up, even with local stuff, as we said, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. It always gets, I mean, like I buy it every time. (laughs) So there's not a barely ever a time where I see one that I don't buy it. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's space themed. Yeah. It's a legit. Logo. Well, I mean, even just down the the street, you know, a couple miles away at the the market. I mean, they get all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, from out of state and out of country, <clears throat> different mm-hmm. beers that, and you see more and more of them every day. All yeah. space themed. So. Yeah, there's a lot of space themed trends. It seems. So with that said, you know, talking space beers, getting deep into the space beer marketing theory really num and num. um it's cool it's all good stuff long story short just keep making space beers all that do and uh we will keep buying them amen that is the, that is the overall story pretty here. much yeah. yeah 
It's a good episode 41 topic, yeah. space beer. Talking stouts, IPAs, they're, they're all over. It's not a specific style by any means, but you'll see them if you're in the store. So keep your eyes peeled and uh, buy some if you're in the Pacific Northwest from Ecliptic, of course. Get them quick now because, like we said, we're going to be wrapping up stout season yeah, next for sure. couple of weeks here. Yeah, the Ort Stout gets uh, a 5 out of 5 from me. Oh, my Amen. gosh. Ma- yeah, amazing. All, all three varietals. That second one, I mean, what an episode 41 cold time of the year but we got a nice warm hug from the ecliptic beer that rhymed <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's but, a cold yeah. time of year <laughs> yeah that was a that was a good that rhyme. was beautiful but that uh, was beautiful but we appreciate all you all of the our listeners hanging in this long uh tuning in to eclipse on tap where in this episode we dedicated our entire time really to space beer and a couple other topics too yeah but if you're still listening thank you <laughs> yeah we appreciate you very very much um, but, uh, if you are a listener and you, you, you find it funny what we, uh, like to talk about or, or interesting building momentum up for the next total solar eclipse in 2024, of course, feel free to, you know, follow us on social media at eclipse on tap on Instagram and Twitter. And then, uh, we were also on a Facebook page eclipse on tap there too. And if you'd like to visit our website at www.eclipseontap.space, it is revamped and it's it's studly. It's studly. Yeah, yeah it's legit. Very, um, very good. It's uh, pretty slick, and I've um, also backlogged the directory of episodes, kind of hardwired to the website. So most of our listeners, I think, you know, enjoy Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. But if you if you want to, you can listen to the whole directory of episodes on our website as well. So um, you have Check all the, us out. all the options. Um, we Drop also talk. Link. We also have a section on there about our cycling team and some of the inspiration behind that. So give it a give it a look. I think this is this is the first episode in which we've had the the new website revamped. I think. Oh yeah. So yeah. So um, click on our partners too. You yeah. Got links yeah. In there. We've got links on there to to all the people we've uh, become really good friends with over this journey of Eclipse on Tap, and uh, we appreciate all of them very much. Definitely Ecliptic, of course. Uh, can't thank them enough for their generous um, sharing of all their new offerings, their new beers that we can, um, t- you know, taste, test, and then uh, really spread the word about how amazing they are. And yeah. And good stuff. Just crack an ecliptic, get out, look up. Yep. Pour some space that telescope in your out face. There. That's yep. their, uh, their sub Logan. Pour some space in your face. Episode 41. We'll see you next month for the month of March. That's co- coming up on spring. Yeah, we're getting that's there. That's what I was thinking the other day. Rounding the bend. We are yep. rounding the bend. This yep. we're kind of through the worst of it right now. It's been very cold and very yep. very snowy, but we are on to better things in episode forty-two when we get back together and record once again. Cheers. 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 Cheers.